Today on CityCast Chicago, we knew it was coming, but it's official. We now live in a post-Roe v. Wade world where abortion is no longer a constitutional right. But Governor J.B. Pritzker and other public officials are reminding people what the decision means for Illinois. Let me make this explicit and clear to women throughout our state, throughout the Midwest, and our nation. Illinois will be a safe haven for the exercise of your reproductive rights. In Illinois, Roe v. Wade is still the law. It can't be overstated. Abortion remains legal in Illinois. If you have an appointment, keep it. If you were thinking of making an appointment, make it. We are protecting choice in Illinois. That was State Rep Kelly Cassidy, who has fought for reproductive rights here. We hear the raw emotion of activists and others just hours after the decision. And we check in with our colleagues at CityCast Pittsburgh, who face a similar political reality as us about what the role reversal means in a blue state surrounded by red. It's Monday, June 27th. I'm Carrie Shepard in for Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. As we in Chicago have done before and will do again, people took to the streets Friday night. They gathered at Adams and Dearborn, Chicago's federal plaza, to rally. With signs like overturn row, hell no, and I'm a woman, not a womb, they gathered to scream, cry, motivate, and warn about what could be to come. I don't know who to trust anymore. And the fact that old white men are calling the shots on our reproductive rights, just like, you know, band on balls is my thing. (laughs) I take nothing away from anybody by supporting abortion or health care for women. And why are we this angry about it? Common sense says support every human being and what they need to do and let them be. I want you all, when we leave here tonight, call your sisters, your mothers, your aunties, or any woman that is dealing with reproductive health and ask them, are they okay? Support them in any way that you can. This is not just against women, it's against all of us. And that's why we have to stand and say we won't go back. We will not go back. I feel a little helpless right now, or a little like, um, like useless, I guess. Uh, so for me to just come down here, show some support uh, to anybody who might just have different life experiences than I have, than I have had. In 2020, almost 10,000 people crossed state lines to have an abortion here in Illinois. 10,000 people, each with a unique story and experience, came to our state to access common safe and essential health care. Abortion is common. One in four women will have an abortion in the U.S. in her lifetime. Abortion is normal. Abortion is safe. Abortion is health care. 
and abortion is absolutely essential. We say pro-choice. It's essentially a minority of this country that's speaking for the majority. I think a lot of um, women and a lot of um, children are going to be harmed by this decision. And I think that's scary and I'm sad for the people that are going to be hurt by it. Make no mistake, the people who are most hurt by these bans are patients who already face immense barriers to health care, such as black women, Latinx women, indigenous folks, People with disabilities, people in rural areas, young people, immigrants, low-income people who are already struggling to make ends meet. The two hours I drove in horrible traffic in 98 heat was well worth it. I'll do it again. I might be out here tomorrow again. Those were the voices of Dr. Amy Whitaker, Sholo Beverly, Margaret Maurer, Zahara Bassett, Roberto Isaras, Alicia Hurtado, and Sachin Seathram. The audio was gathered by journalist Jane Vaughn for CityCast Chicago. Coming up next, how the reversal of Roe affects Pennsylvania and Illinois. deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Like Illinois, Pennsylvania is in an election year. They currently have a Democratic governor, but his term limit is up this year. I talked to CityCast Pittsburgh host Morgan Moody about what they're expecting in this general election now that Roe has been overturned and also what's likely ahead for us in Illinois. Morgan, you were at some rallies this weekend in Pittsburgh. Tell me about the mood there. It was very heavy and tense. Um, I think it was a very different mood than it was from the rallies in early May when this was the document was just leaked and it was just like a possibility. Um, now that it's becoming more real, not only in surrounding states, but in like six more months, it could be a very real reality here in Pennsylvania. It just felt rage. It just felt like rage was just in the air. Everybody just seems infuriated by this. What was happening in Chicago, though, with the activists? So in with our governor is governor, Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker is, you know, is a, is the self-proclaimed most pro-choice governor in the country. It might be hard to push back against that. Illinois has strong laws on the books for abortion ac- access. In the middle of the day, our Chicago mayor, Lori Lightfoot, 
also obviously a Democrat, a staunch supporter of abortion rights, joined Planned Parenthood Illinois, um, representatives from groups like Chicago Abortion Fund, whom we've talked to before on CityCast Chicago. I'm sure you have similar groups in Pittsburgh who work with patients on everything from counseling to transportation services to child care, you know, which is a huge issue for people seeking abortion care, like child care for their other children. In the evening, Federal Plaza, you know, it's the site of civil discourse like this all the time. It's where there are regularly rallies and marches and protests. A range of folks from everything like a guy who's like, I don't really know what to do. I know I'm upset. Two people who are like, I had to come. Look, I have a 20-year-old daughter who's not going to have the same rights I had to a grandmother who shared an emotional story that, you know, she wouldn't have her grandson if abortion was not available because her daughter-in-law was pregnant with twins and had an eptopic pregnancy and, you know, had to terminate one of the twins and could have died if she didn't have that option. So a range of emotions, but also just anger and the big message from everyone from politicians to lawmakers to activists is like this is just the beginning of stripping rights away yeah and we've already seen clarence thomas come out and talk about how this is just the beginning of course next is birth birth control you know gay rights gay marriage all of that is going to be on the table morgan what are the current laws on the books in pennsylvania So as of right now, abortion is still legal up to about 24 weeks of pregnancy. Um, So there are several existing restrictions like mandated counseling, 24-hour waiting period. Um, So the choice is protected, but Pennsylvania is considered like at risk by most abortion watchers because our protections are vulnerable. Um, Republican lawmakers have the majorities right now in the state and House. And of course, we have... um, a gubernatorial race going on. Um, Governor Tom Wolf, whose term is limited this year, uh, he's vetoed any anti-abortion rights legislation that makes that that has made it to his desk. But the candidates that we have right now, it's uh, Democratic candidate Josh Shapiro. He'll he said he's he'll defend um, abortion rights, but then Republican candidate Doug Mastriano is. <sighs> He's pledged to completely ban abortions and sponsored legislation um, that would ban abortion once a heartbeat is detected. And doesn't ma- he doesn't think it matters um, if you've been raped, if it's incest, if the, the mother's um, life is in jeopardy or the person, the pregnant person's life is in jeopardy. Um, he specified that, huh? Yes, he specified that. So it's, it would all be banned. Same question back to you, though. What What's going on in Illinois as far as the laws? Like I mentioned, Illinois laws are strong. So in states around us in the Midwest, they are extremely vulnerable. And for many, including Wisconsin, Missouri, Indiana, this essentially means the end of abortion access in those states, which will continue to mean funneling patients into Illinois. As some of these redder states have chipped away at abortion access, Illinois has really done it in the opposite direction and just continued to strengthen our laws. So abortion remains legal. Illinois finally did away with something that's called the parental notification law, which would say that anyone under the age of 18 had to get a parent, guardian, someone older 
just there has to be proof that they notified them that they were seeking an abortion. Illinois no longer has that. Um, But going back even before Pritzker, his predecessor was a Republican, Republican Governor Bruce Rauner, and he actually passed HB 40. And this is what got rid of the trigger laws that we're hearing so much about. These are the laws that are on the books that mean if Roe v. Wade is overturned, as it just was, a lot of these states can go back to pre-73 law that in many many states, such as Wisconsin, completely make abortion illegal. Illinois yeah. does not have a trigger law in the books um, because of this law that passed in at HB 40. That also, another part of that legislation meant that um, patients who are on Medicaid or our state employees and have state provided insurance can also get abortion access. Pennsylvania does not have the trigger law here, but we do have some neighboring states that do. I think Kentucky's one of them um, where it's been ended immediately. Carrie, since your primary is tomorrow in Illinois, what does this mean for abortion rights in that state? Yeah, so we've got two main Republican frontrunners coming up against um, Pritzker. Darren Bailey is a Southern Illinois lawmaker. And then we also have Richard Irvin, who's the mayor of Aurora, which is uh, Illinois' second biggest city. This is significant in that where Darren Bailey, which who is currently polling um, in front of Richard Irvin and the uh, Richard Irvin on the Republican side, is from the red part of the state. And I don't know if this is like this in Pennsylvania, but, you know, Chicago is blue and even parts of the parts of what we call the collar counties have turned more blue in recent years. But the rest of the state is pretty red, right? So in these southern parts of the state, this is where you get the pushback from some lawmakers on things like reproductive rights and access. Darren Bailey has always been very vocal about being against abortion rights, Richard Irvin has a little more circumspect, maybe, but he, you know, did sort of, you know, applaud this the Roe v. Wade reversal. Pennsylvania is pretty much the same. We have like a couple of pockets, a couple of uh, of counties here that are heavily populated that swing blue, that kind of end up swinging the entire state, which the rest of the state is, is pretty much red as well. So what's coming up next for abortion rights in your state? What will you be watching for? Well, the big thing, like I mentioned, it's going to be the influx from nearby Midwestern states. Planned Parenthood, Illinois, expects like an extra 20 to 30,000 people to come into Illinois seeking care. Planned Parenthood in St. Louis, they expect 14,000 abortion patients from Missouri and the South to come to Southern Illinois. There are a couple clinics that are, you know, getting, that are quite notable and that you've been hearing about from national outlets as well. There's Hope Clinic in Granite City. There's also a clinic in Fairview Heights, Illinois. So these are the places that are at the forefront because they are so close to these states where women and people seeking abortions cannot get access. It's hard to travel all the way to Chicago. So these parts of the state are really going to get an influx of people who need care. We hear a lot about Indiana because we're in Chicago, really close to northwest Indiana, obviously. But really, according to the Illinois Department of Public Health in 2020, 6,000, more than 6,000 people actually came from Missouri. But, you know, those numbers are going to continue to go up. I had a conversation with the longtime legislative director of Planned Parenthood Illinois a few months ago, and this is when the law had taken taken place in Texas, and she had already been hearing 
from she heard from a woman who was an African immigrant who didn't speak English. She already had children. She couldn't afford to travel to a state that provided access. And she was understandably distraught that she would have to go through with this pregnancy because she just she couldn't get the help she needed. Laws like this hit hardest the marginalized people. Absolutely. People who do not have the resources, do not have the ability to get childcare for the kids they already have and to take a day off of work and to pay for a plane ticket or even gas, especially now, to drive somewhere else for abortion care. Morgan, what are you all watching in Pittsburgh and and the state of Pennsylvania? What's up going forward? Yeah, so, I mean, already 83% of abortions in Pennsylvania were performed at like pretty much just five counties throughout the state and really only one of them being out in southwestern Pennsylvania where where Pittsburgh is at Allegheny County. Um, So I'm sure that the influx of um, pregnant Mm -hmm. people coming in from Ohio, West Virginia, Kentucky, is likely to increase. We haven't seen that influx yet. At the time, it's only about 6 to 7% of non-residents coming into Pennsylvania for these abortions. That's, you know, that's a little over like 2,000 people. There have been some businesses here um, that have stepped up and said that they will provide cost, travel cost, cost of the abortion for their employees. Dick's Sporting Goods is headquartered here in Pittsburgh, and um, their CEO, Lauren Hobart, has already come out and said that, you know, they plan to provide travel expenses and any any necessary expenses uh, for an abortion for their employees. But I'm a bit skeptical of those um, in a country where we have people who still don't even they don't even submit claims for their therapy to their insurance because they don't want it on their record and how it would be used in some way against them down the down the road. I mean, the way we're going in places like Texas, where there's prosecution and yeah. If I lived in a state like that where I could literally be prosecuted for even driving someone to an abortion. Yeah. I don't know that I'd want it. My insurance record that, you know, I sought this care because I feel like it's a slippery slope. It's interesting, Morgan, our states are are so I, I think of them being so far from each other. But there is all this crossover. You mentioning Kentucky and me mentioning Kentucky and like the fact that both of our states are going to see patients from these nearby states who need this care. Um, We're all kind of connected in this, right? Thanks for doing this with us, Morgan. It's always nice to uh, talk to our Steel City. Is that what Pittsburgh is? Yeah. Steel City? Yeah, yeah. We got a lot of nicknames. That's one of them. Yeah, Steel City. Thank you being joined by the Windy City. Thank you so much, Carrie. Of course. You're welcome. Thanks, Morgan. A little bit of news before we let you go. As we've been mentioning here on CityCast, tomorrow is Election Day in the Illinois primary. If you've got a mail-in ballot and haven't sent it in yet, the Chicago Board of Elections recommends dropping it at a secure drop box. In the show notes, we've got a link to where to find those and other places to vote and also a playlist to help you prepare for the voting booth. There's more news always on our daily newsletter. Sign up at chicago.citycast.fm. And some good news going into the week. 
If you miss those days as a kid when reading books could net you prizes, do you remember those like Pizza Hut personal pan pizzas? We had those. The Chicago Public Library has a summer challenge for adults. If you read at least four books on the library's City of Stories list, you'll be entered to win prizes like books, t-shirts, tote bags. Again, check out the show notes for a link. If this is your first time at CityCast or you come every day, leave us a review. Rate and review is how other people find podcasts like CityCast Chicago. Jacoby Cochran is back tomorrow. Good luck this week. We'll be there right with you. Thanks for listening. Bye.